Um, so, my name is Andres Estrada. I will be reading uh, episode 2. This is podcast episode 2 about Aaron Ryan. So, on page 1, oh yeah, page 1, like the introduction, it says, who gets to decide? It's, well, it's basically saying and addressing the problem of who gets the policy or power between the national government and the and the state government about deciding in within the states so yeah uh, and then after that it's saying that the constitution mandates a federal government and it's addressing the problem of who gets who gets to call the shots uh yeah page 2 is asking still if the federal government have the powers uh, and how we should interpret in the Constitution. So, okay, let me go there. Um, yeah, I think that's all from that page. Yeah, it says, uh, even so, when policy making conflicts erupt within this context of juridical. Yeah, overlap the who gets to decide, who gets to call the shots question looms large in this is this the realm in which federal government legitimately pretends contrary states law under the supremacy clause or a policy making realm. So yeah. On page three, the first paragraph uh, says that there are gaps between the, the making of the federal government and to fill that gaps, those gaps, they use theories to fill them. So, like, to make it more, more, I don't know, like, for the people, instead of saying that it's just for the government, that it's for the people, if I'm making sense, kind of. Okay. So, on page four. I found um, 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 I found a key phrase, kind of. Uh, is what the government's supposed to do, supposed to do for America, and then it, we knew that we would knew, knew how we should run it. So it's saying, it's saying that if we knew how America was supposed to be run, then we wouldn't need a, a, a federal government now. So, yeah, we will need a, a federal government because we already had an idea of, of like, how we should go with things. Uh, and the last paragraph says that the federal government is basically the more substantive commitments of the Constitution. So it's, like, the most literally literal form of what the Constitution is saying to run uh, the states, kind of, kind of, my opinion. That's all giving opinion, you know, it's, it's also, it's just giving opinions. If we wanted, if we wanted advancement on technology, we wouldn't need a national government at all. But the choice is to pri prioritize the individual's right. Um, page four, five, uh, it's addressing one of the major problems that is basically the climate change 
uh, both domestically and internationally. I thought it was talking about like climate change in a, not in a literal way. I was thinking like a government thing within like changing, having problems within the, the government, but it was talking about literally the climate change, about the green gases house, the greenhouse house gases and like how like solutions to to uh decrease those type of those type of gases that are harming the 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 the, the, the ozone gas thing page six i'm still saying about solutions it says mitigation efforts focus on reducing greenhouse gases emissions and increasing the carbon sinks so that carbon sinks it means like getting those gases to sink under the water and like not coming out so it won't harm the, the ozone layer of the earth kind of and at the end it explains that to solve this the authority of the local to the national to the international level is needed so that is connecting to the to the thing about federal government about giving permission um, page seven from here now on um, kind of comprising so that's one two three four five six seven so I did get some thingies about uh, it's saying it's giving like two options I'm gonna start reading from here now as with so many others in interjuries that quandaries then the challenge of climate governance is, is to look at the idea of equipoise between two competing goods number one a strong centralized program that can achieve the needed cumulative results and number two continue room for which for the kind of vibrant local innovation and interregistical you know something like that competition that can provide new ideas and regulatory backups backstops in case the the in case of failed national policy i think that's like explaining plan a in my opinion plan a sort of and then it's saying i'm going to start reading another paragraph and try to summarize it the original carbon caps are the most ambitious states-based programs in creating and regulating new interstates, interstate markets that are most vulnerable to federal preemption, but as federal innovators, in the absence of national action, pre-regional groups of the states are institutional their carbon cap and trade system in the northeast and mid-Atlantic regions. Tends 10 states have joined the, the original greenhouse gas initiative and pledged to reduce carbon dioxide emission from the power sector by 10% by 18 by 2018 RGGI states held their ninth carbon adduction in September of 2010 in the west seven states joined so this is kind of like just saying and explaining who joined the northeast and miss no 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 the regional greenhouse gas initiative to reduce the the carbon and the yeah the gases the greenhouse gases 
I think he's just saying that. And it keeps going on page 8, I think, page 8. Um, it says, 28th stasis, status of the District of Columbia are also reducing that keep going with the greenhouse gases. Uh, by regulating the electricity supply sector directly, including the establishment of renewal portfolio standards that require electric utility companies to generate a certain a certain portion of their electricity for renewable sources. For example, thanks to its vast wind source, Texas was able to meet its initial renewal supply target and then double then them in a second round of legislation. Other states directly limit the amount of greenhouse gases the power plants emit. For example, the California Public Utility Commission established a greenhouse gas emission cap, then forbade uh, in states' power plants for entering in onto long-term supply contracts that would violate the cap. This controversial move has required careful navigation of the federalism and promotion promotion concerns raised by the fact that Californian retailers often obtain power from out-of-state suppliers and interstate commerce. I just got that from the, the last, last, last sentence. It says, California retailers often obtain power from out-of-state suppliers. So it's getting like support from outside, kind of. Then I'm going to skip that paragraph because, I mean... I'm trying to make it short. The states also regulate electricity on the demand not side. 19 states are grappling from growing energy demand by established energy efficiency resources and product standards, encouraging more efficient production methods among generators by setting minimum energy saving targets for electricity generation and heating fuels. So they're trying to reduce that. I don't know how from federalism we got to like biology ocean layer thing but here i i think it's just like the approval of it's getting to the like permissions but here is just saying that uh um damn i lost it okay uh it says 19 states are grappling with the so they're just trying to reduce the gases here. In this paragraph, eight have established consumer appliance 2008, generating further federalism controversy. Same here. It's just just talking about like reducing the gases and how much they invested on this. Next page, 131. It says page nine eliminates the need for three new power plants just by improving product efficiency. States are also regulating the estate, this energy efficiency of building. Oh, 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 this is interesting. In recognition of the fact that residential and commercial buildings use over 70% of the electricity consumed in the United States, most states have built energy codes to generally set modest energy saving goals. Energy saving goals. Third, 31 states and local governments also require the encouragement. So here he's just talking about same thing, but like in a more, in a more, how do I say it, in state thingy kind of.
because he's talking about about the 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 commercial commercials uh, and commercial building buildings. It says that it uses like around 70% of the electricity consumed in the United States so that's a lot like obviously uh, and it's saying that it's reducing that I don't know I think it's saying if it's reducing by I don't know they're trying to they're, they're using another kind of energy so it doesn't produce that many gases so same thing doesn't go to those and um, I think yeah that's for that page and it's just saying about like um just um wait organizations yeah that try to help this uh i just catch this colorado requires that any new or renewable buildings whose total project costs including at least 20 percent in the state's funds are compliant under standards of uh, independent 30 third party green building certification system such as the LEED I think I mean yeah the China like they need to like get permission from the LEED or like a certification that it's from there and that's last page um, I'm just gonna read uh, the two last paragraph I think nevertheless this world of state activity may not be enough to cope with the, pro with the problem given substantial concerns about leakage and regulation efficiencies. Most advocate, advocates from climate governance argue that the federal leadership is critical. Even states' climate governments' proponents tend to see regional efforts as the new best, best strategy in the absence of serious national leadership. At the same time, successful states and local initiatives are exceedingly Exceedingly, exceedingly vulnerable to promotion against a constitutional backdrop in which most of the initiative overlap with the potential exercise exercises of the federal commerce pro property and foreign affairs powers. Last paragraph. The challenge uh, for climate governments will be how best to continue reaping the, the benefits of, I don't know how to say that, in innovation and regulatory backstops that the local initiatives have funds provide within without undermining the national forces that may ultimately be necessary to produce satisfactory results it will require implementing a strong centralized program oh wait the profound spirit with uh, of overlapping by the meaningful Climate governments suggest that the ramification, ramification of government federalism, federalism will will certainly influence the development. Excuse me. So I get it now. So the whole this whole thing, well, from from page six, I think, when they were talking about the uh, the greenhouse gases. To the last paragraph, it's saying, and rule. No, it says federalism will certainly influence the development of American climate policy, and by role modeling the real reality and necessity necessity of jurisdictional overlap, 
climate policy will in turn influence the development of American federalism. So they're saying that this connects to the obviously to the to the federalism, saying that um how do I say it? Like they need if they can focus on this and and solve it in sort of a way because it cannot be solved like for sure because we humans cannot be like with like oxygen carbon dioxide that but like if they can solve this they can have a better control of the government and then from there on, on they can like solve I'm not saying like all problems they have but like some of them so it's more like a like a like a practice problem sort of a way to me so yeah that was uh, episode 2 podcast about Aaron Ryan uh, bye